The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to From the Forefront, an FX Missions podcast. Stories about courageous souls who felt the call of missions and obeyed. All right. We're Scott on. Scott McClelland here. We're all here. We're on. Yes. We're on live with Thailand on FX Missions from the Forefront podcast. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Who are these disembodied voices that we're talking to? I, I, I'm i not going to venture some of these last names. Of course, Caleb Lorenzen. Not Lorenzen. Yeah. yeah. E-N, everyone. That's Don't right. get that wrong. I, I got that. I've been knowing you 15 years, man, or, or more, and I, I get that wrong. You know what they say recently. here? They, they say Lorenzen. So you're oh. doing all right. They do the emphasis on the end there. That's yeah, awesome. Man. And we've also got Pat, whose last name I, I will not try. Hello, guys. Yeah, you have to try. What is it, Pat? You can try it, dude. Well, it, I, dude, I don't even have it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm out doing for you is call... Jan Tarakit Kosol. Can you, <laughs> Get can you say that? Well, that's good. Can you, can you say that again? Jan Tarakit Kosol, but my principal cannot say it, so he just called me Pat Yant. Uh, Pat Yant. Yan, <laughs> I'm going to say Yant. Okay, awesome. Pat Yant. Yes. I thought it was like Pat Terrapat or something like that. Uh, the Terrapat is like my full name. It's a Thai oh. name. But okay. Pat is like my nickname, you know. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Terrapat is your full first name. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for being here. Of course, we are we are um, connected over the interwebs here, as Caleb likes to call it, mm-hmm. to Chiang Mai, Thailand. And you guys are, I know you guys are working a lot together these days. And thank you for being on uh, From the Forefront. Looking forward to giving a little opportunity to showcase what you're doing. I know you guys have been, uh, Caleb, you guys have been in, in uh, Thailand now for seven years, maybe? Yeah, just about. Just about seven years. I was there with you guys maybe three years ago. Yep. And that was too long. Let me just say that. You were here too uh, long and that was too long ago. I was there too short and it was too long ago. I, I could remember I turned it around real quick. But while I was there, I got a chance to meet Pat. We were at a home group at his place there. I remember we all sat on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And that's the way it works in Thailand. That's how we're sitting right now. That's right. Right on the floor. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I mean, by the time I come back over there, I'm I'm going to be able to, I'm going to practice. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, uh, I was not too awesome at it, but we're happy to have you guys and want to kind of dig in a little bit into what you're doing from a mission standpoint. I know, uh, Caleb, you and your team have been there. Did you guys meet pretty quickly after you guys, after you got on the ground there, uh, Caleb? I think like on the first week, first week of me yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. yeah. Caleb on his you first guys week. met the first week. Mm-hmm. Yep, Caleb. Wow. Caleb was teaching at the school of Promise, mm-hmm. and that's where my daughter go to school. So Caleb actually teach my daughter. So that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now, Pat, it as I understand, you spent a little time in the U.S. Am I right? Uh, yep. Um, I went to high school in Alabama. Uh-huh. Not for, at first I lived in California for like a year. And after that, I moved to Alabama and went to high school and went to college and worked there. So total, I think I stayed in the U.S. for like 15 years. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Now, are you originally from Chiang Mai area? Did, is that where you were born? No, no. I'm actually born in Bangkok. Ah, yeah, Bangkok, Bangkok but, Thailand. But somehow, wow. um, the law just led me to Chiang Mai. Oh, awesome. Well, I got to say I like Chiang Mai better than Bangkok. Of course, I didn't see a lot of Bangkok, but I was glad to get out of that place. It seems like a very big city and kind of crazy. Mm, real crazy. Uh, yeah, Chiang Mai is a little more laid back. It's not in the center of everything and in the great place, beautiful place. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. You guys, as you met each other, I don't know if you want to share impressions. I'd love to get the first impressions. Besides <laughs> the fact that Caleb is like 14 feet tall and, and pearly white, uh, you know, <laughs> comparatively speaking, for sure. To me, that is. Pat, can you tell us your first impression of Caleb? Well, ooh, this is exciting. The first impression that he's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when I met him, he's like a different uh-huh. than most white people I met. Ooh. Oh, okay. You know, okay. He's, like, he's really friendly and seemed like very sincere, dude. You know? Ah. Yeah, not not too, like, I don't know, not too holy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just like a laid back kind of guy, like, okay, I, I can talk to this guy. Mm. So, wow. Yeah, that, that's okay. the first impression I have. You know, awesome, but, awesome. Yeah, most missionaries, I've seen well, when I see most missionaries at first, they seem very uptight, uptight, but it, yeah. But this dude is really laid back and just like, yeah, it's, it's good. Ah, awesome, <laughs> yeah. So, kind of a real person, not a yeah, yeah, not yeah, an uptight exactly what yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah, not, not uptight, not too, okay. not too holy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm going to yeah. use that for the the title of this podcast. <laughs> Caleb and Pat. <laughs> Caleb and Pat, not too holy. <laughs> the, the, right when you asked the question, I this memory flashed back for me. I, my first impression was like, oh, this guy's wild. That's exciting because I like wild people. But then I remember he was driving this little black Honda Civic. And uh-huh. he's like, oh, you need this? I'll, I'll sell it to you. And I was like, 
I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I could trust him to mm. buy the car from him at that time. Yeah. But then I was, but then I don't remember what happened. I ended up getting a different car, but looking back seven years later, I wish I would have bought the Honda Civic from him. It would have saved me a lot. Pat already knew that by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that car. It's long gone now. I think I sold it to someone yeah. Liz Sheep. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But Sorry you missed that good deal. Pat was really good at sharing his, just what brought him to Thailand, which we already talked about that in our podcast, but I think it's worth at least getting the cliff notes on what happened that got him out of America into the, back to the motherland. Yeah. So let uh, we, you know, of course, Caleb and I have had a few uh, podcasts in historically, I'll try to reference those in the show notes in terms of the number so you can get uh, back to them. Okay. But, Go ahead, guys. Uh, how how did Pat get back from our uh, gilded shores of the United <laughs> States back to uh, Thailand? What happened? Well, um, I lived there for quite some time, you know, and then I was involved with a lot of drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. women's, and all this bad thing. But but I didn't know Jesus then. And, yeah. um, and one day I was, I was found out that my wife kind of like talking to another man. Mm. So, but I, I was re- really bad guy too, you know, then did a lot of bad things. So one day what happened is like when I found out, I used to be really mean. Mm. So what I did is like, I was on my way to, to kill her with a bunch wow. of people that day, you know, I have like a nine millimeter Beretta and three clips, mm. like 16 bullets yeah. for each clip. So I plan to take a lot of life that day. Maybe at least, at least that I know is like two. Yeah. Yeah. My and wife and then maybe more that she was talking wow. to and the workers. So what happened is like, I was on my way and then I was my daughter was in like a summer summer camp, so I went to say bye mm-hmm. to her. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. That day I was really drunk and high, you know, and then yeah. uh, popping pills and drinking all night. And when I was right walking there, I met a missionary. He used to serve Jesus in Thailand for like twenty years, and he come to me, and I was too drunk and high to remember anything. But he was, I remember that he was praying for me and he told me to go home and read a book called Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my daughter went to like a, a Christian school. So I yeah. thought it was cool to have Bible. Maybe I think, yeah, yeah. this book probably make me look cool. So, and it is make me look cool now, you know. <laughs> so what happened is like, I went home and I read Bible. I don't know why I listened to that man because um, I never listened listen to many people. So something happened. So I went home and I read Bible and I see that this man called Jesus, how he changed so many life, you know? So like I used to practice like black magic. I was a Buddhism, went Mm. to a hospital many times because of my drugs and alcohol habit. So I just begin to ask this man called Jesus said, this book said you are the living God. And this book said 
you can heal people, change people. So I was just like, ask if you change. Can you change me? If you can change me, I will do whatever you want me to do and follow you wherever you lead me. So wow. what happened? I woke up the next day, and it was weird. Like my anger is disappear. So I experienced something that I never experienced. I was freaking out. I pick up the phone and call that that guy that was praying for me. I said, "Dude, something happened. It was weird. I feel so light. I never feel like this before in my life." So I was just laughing. So he asked me, "Did you ask Jesus to come into your life?" So I said, "Yeah, I did." Mm. And that's like eight years ago, and wow. life just changed mm. after that. So one day I was going to like a church in Alabama called Gulf Shore First Baptist Church. You know, like Sunday Bible study, and I was praying. Say, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Why you change me? And then I hear the voice said, "Go back to Thailand." So I was planning to come back to Thailand right away because Jesus changed my life. So why not? So I was planning to go to Hua h i t where's the beach? You know, I like beach because in Alabama I live in a town called Orange Beach. It's right next yes. to the beach. I like beach. <laughs> And then yeah. I was praying again. Said God, I'm gonna go back to Thailand. I was gonna go to the beach. Maybe I start like a fish business or something. But then He tell yeah. me again, go to Chiang Mai. And I don't like Chiang Mai. I'm not like you. <laughs> I like the beach. Chiang Mai have no beach but mountain. I don't like mountain. It's right. difficult to go up the mountain. Right. But it's a lot better to go to the beach. But I say, yeah. well, God, you want me to go to the beach? I go. No, go to Chiang Mai. I go to Chiang Mai. So me and my daughter just pack up because my daughter was like seven years old. We come to Chiang Mai. We don't know basically no. Nobody, but we do know. I, I only ask for one thing. I said, God, I ask for a Christian school, mm. Mm. and that only school that I found was Grace International, mm-hmm. and it's so expensive, and I don't have money. But somehow the school promise come up. Mm. So I called the principal. Say, hey, I want to come back to Thailand to, because God want me to come. And the principal just say, "Okay, come on, we we will accept your your daughter," and we come to Chiang Mai. Yeah, that's like wow. To go. No, that's like I I gave my life to Jesus like three months, and after that I'm I just come back to Thailand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That so was then, a big change. Yeah. So that was that would have been 2012 when we landed here and met Pat and. Saw him running around obeying the Bible, and that was uh, all. I mean, since that moment until today, so much stuff has happened. We, of my wife and I, and our teammate Samara, of course, were working at the School of Promise, and during that time, some things that stand out is Pat was had no money, but then always somehow. Ended up with money, <laughs> but then like uh, there was another little girl who had been abandoned by her mom, and so Pat was taking care of that girl, and we're running around with him, going all kinds of different places, going to the hospitals, praying for people, and I don't exactly know how you got into the jails, but yeah. Pat started going to the 
juvenile detention center and um, really found, I think, a calling from God in that mm. area. So, mm-hmm. and so wow. and he's, well, you can talk about that. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, before, I mean, I don't want us to transition too quickly because the storyteller has to build drama. Yes. Okay. And tension. <laughs> well, I, no, thank you for that lead up. I really appreciate it. I I hear wonderful things about the beach. Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> in Thailand. Right. Is it Phuket yeah. or I don't know how you say it, but it's there's Hawaiian. Uh, Hawaiian. There there are some world class beaches there, as I recall. Yeah. Caleb's gotta take me to one next time <laughs> I come. Yeah, yeah, he will. <laughs> but you have to be but, uh, your first man. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get there. That's I'll, right. I'll it's been you. too long. Yeah, I'll take it. It's been too. too long. So you guys now I don't know if I'm gonna step in it here, but if I do, you guys can help me get out of it. But uh I, if I remember right, there were some in the early days, Caleb, you and I kind of had have had dialogue the whole time you've been in Thailand. Of course, we had a friendship born out of adversity in the mountains of uh, the Carolinas and, and, you know, known each other for a while. But if I remember right, there were some people or there was some sentiment that said, hey, Caleb, you probably should stay away from Pat because he's like kind of a wild card. Yeah. Uh, Am I? Am I? Hopefully, I'm not revealing something here that uh that is was is in confidence. I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but Pat, well, you know, Pat was kind of a wild card. I think you know, about six months into Jesus and obeying everything he read, there are not too many of those. Unfortunately, that is still a wild card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So do am I remembering that right, Caleb? Yeah, I think so. I think you know, people. Probably appropriately were concerned that Pat was going to crash and burn and cause all kinds of problems. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. it did crash some and cause some problems, but that's all right. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I think that that's all of our story. Of the expectation. Yeah. But that is accurate. I, there were people yeah. recommending to not be too involved for fear of. Uh, Wow, man. You know, problems. <laughs> and, you know. But, right. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I think early on in our first couple of years in Thailand, I, I had apprehensions about everything because you just never know who you can trust. And I think also people cross-culturally, you just, the trust is a really hard thing to develop uh, over time. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, and no, no intended sort of derision or suspicion. I think we all get started like we get started, right? I mean, yep. we all who get swept into the kingdom are are probably a, a force of discomfort yep. to those who are established or comfortable or settled down or already went through that process and forgot what it was like. Yeah. So, so you got, but I, I remember you saying, no, I like this guy. And I think God's purpose in his life is huge. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do whatever I can to encourage that. Yeah. That's the, that, I mean, that's, that's not like totally word for word, but that's what I remember in theme about what you said. Yeah. And so here we are seven years later. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are, 
are doing some stuff together. Uh, before we go on, I want to give a shout out to to Pat's daughter who had a lot to do with him getting saved <laughs> and, you know, him coming back to Thailand and everything. Is she still close by? She is. Yeah, she's right here. Ah, hello. Can you can you greet us? Huh? Can you greet them? Greet them? Yeah. All the people listening. Yeah. Millions of v- listeners. No. <laughs> yes. You can that. you greet us in Thai? Can you, one of you guys who's closer to the mic, say, repeat and explain that greeting? She said hello. Okay. Hi. And hi. I'm not going to try to repeat what you said, but <laughs> buenos dias. Como están? <laughs> I can do it in Spanish. That's all I can do. But uh, no, thank you for your kind of centricity the you were in the middle of everything god was doing and i bet you still are so thank you for that and thank you for being uh uh there and greeting us as well <laughs> she's being a teenager it's awesome yeah hey yes. yeah i i uh, i have some of those close by myself i used to teach her I'm, when she was eight years old until mm, 11 so wow wow she's got some He's got some good folks around her. I, I, we have great expectations for the Lord's intention over her life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Pat the wild card, Caleb the tall, pearly white dude, <laughs> and uh, and uh, shining as it were, but not too holy. That's, uh, <laughs> we're doing good. Just summarizing here a little bit, guys. Thanks. But uh, yeah, so thank you, Pat, for sharing about your conversion. And thank God for those who step out. And yeah. thank God that he captured your heart and he turned you into a different person. Thank and you. he puts you right to work, it sounds like. I mean, a lot of people have a like a slow lead up. Mm-hmm. But you heard the Lord. He sent you back to Thailand. You went. And you got right into the mix there. Now, yep. Caleb, you mentioned something about the uh, juvenile detention center. What are you guys doing, Pat, in the juvenile detention center there? Okay, when when I get back to Thailand, I don't know why I'm here. So everything that available in front of me, I do everything. You know, I do everything that yeah in front of me. I say yes to everything, and wow, I make. A lot of mistakes, more than most people. But the thing is, what keep me, lead me there is like one of, uh, I love Psalm 23. You like Psalm 23? Yes. Okay. So I, I like it. The Lord will lead me beside the still waters and pastures. Yeah. And but yeah, he restores my soul. Yeah. The path that I love is like, it said, the Lord will lead me to the right path for his name's sake. Because mm-hmm. when yes. I read that, I feel like invincible. They said, I when I make this wild decision, now I have someone to lead me to the right path for his name's sake. So I just do everything mm-hmm. because I just trust in that. And a lot of mistakes that I do, it just lead me to what I do. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, I think so. I, yeah. I mean, from what I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking, you're saying is, you made some mistakes, but you were failing forward yeah. into something that led you to where you are today. I, I totally get yeah, it. Yes, 
I never afraid of to make the wrong move to serve Jesus. This might sound kind of bad to you, Jason, or to a lot of people that are listening that some of the things I do, I don't even pray. Mm-hmm. I, I just do it because I saw it in the Bible. Right, if yes. I, God already told me to do something, I just do it. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's just like, I trust, I trust him because he changed my life. So one thing to another, a lot of people, a lot of older Christians, missionary, tell me not to do it. But I do mm. it anyway. Yeah. Like bring stra- bring stranger into my home. People said it's dangerous because you have a daughter, but the Bible said bring stranger to my home. So I yeah. do it anyway. So I I making the, all these wild decision like a wild card, like you said. <laughs> you know, you, you, wild card. Yeah, you That's know right. what wild card gonna do. And yeah, the wild card is. Uh, yeah. So my life begins wow. to, to freak a lot of people, and it does mm. make a lot of people feel uncomfortable. You know, mm. and uh, yeah. I only have a few people stick with me, and uh, Kelly was one of them, and I'm, I'm wow. and I'm glad. So it led me to share the gospel in the detention center. This juvenile detention take care of like 800 kids. You know, I'm a single man. A lot of time I take my daughter to go in there, share the gospel with me. And people look at me weird because I do not like, uh, I do not look like a uh, Christian people. I have tattoo. I have mustache. I didn't go to Bible training, Bible school. I just read the Bible and do what it said. And when I first get into the detention center, I found out that the workers there, the government people, do not like Christians. When they met me, mm. they said, oh, you're Christians. And I begin to ask myself and ask them too, why you do not like Christian people? And they, they told me that, you know, do not, do not take this personal. I see you guys as the people that just come talk about love and try to convert people into another religious. So I began to understand why they do not like Christians. And I begin, then I had to open the Bible and, and, and show them about who Jesus was. Like he not just convert people. He, helped, he came to just like heal people, feed people, change people's life. So I began to do what is said in the Bible about changing people. That's, I didn't have any money. I just ran a house. But then I began to bring all these ex-convicts into my home. Mm. You know, and uh, start to give them home, start to give them jobs, five jobs for them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was doing that for like five years. Okay, wow. giving people jobs. The government just looked at me from distance. Yeah. But till one day, God just like do something to their heart. So... The, the the leaders of the juvenile 
you know, she lead the whole Thailand and the church. All of Thailand. So she's in charge of like Thailand's uh, a juvenile correction. Yeah, uh, yeah. Facilities. Yeah. yeah. So she been look at me from a long time. Till one day I said, you know, Pat, you different. You look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> But not too holy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you go ahead. Go ahead. You you look bad, but something about you just beautiful. And I see the way you love people, regardless of the the past. So now, I'm not just like teaching at the area seven. Now, what I do is like I plan churches in the detention center. Wow! Right now, I'm cover 15 province of northern Thailand. And wow! Um, yeah, so now I plan churches there. But what I do is like I don't want it to be like really shallow and brief. What I do is like. Now the government like me because of how Jesus showed me the way to love people. So I, be, I still like do what the Bible said, regardless of what people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, regardless of what missionary come tell me, regardless of what my family tell me. Oh, yeah. Uh, before before I go any farther, remember my ex wife, who I was. Almost die because going of, to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that. Yeah, um, yeah. About two and a half year following Jesus, she she didn't like what I do. You know, she thought mm -hmm. I was like brainwashed and stuff. But something happened. Yeah. One day we talked on the phone. You know, she was all happy. She got a good jobs in America. I was in Thailand. She she was in America. Yeah. But one time she, we talked on the phone and she got depressed. So I shared a gospel to her, to her, about you know. She said, "Yep, Jesus said when you come to Him, His yoke is light. You know, it's fit perfect." Yeah. And that day, she gave her life to the, to Jesus too. Wow. And she came back into our life. We got remarried. Wow. Yeah. In the juvenile detention center. Yes, in the juvenile detention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Keller was there. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, um, God created new thing. You know, the thing that was broke and he fixed yeah. it. He didn't, he didn't just fix my life. He fixed my family. So yeah, the whole absolutely. time. Yeah, Jason, the whole time that most people that pray for me, the hardest is the boys in prison because he, they know that Pat need a wife. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat do not need to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> He need help. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amen. So Amen. What happened is like, why I'm I'm gonna go get married in some building, fancy building like a, a hotel or a church, while, the people that pray for me the hardest is in the detention center. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna. You cannot come to my wedding, so I'll bring my wedding to you. So we got married in the detention center. Wow! Yeah, all, all my uh, guests was like, "Oh, this ex-convict, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> drug dealers and murderers and stuff." Yeah, 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 yeah. And, wow. Uh, we had this connection really deep. So yeah, wow. okay, I get back to what I do. So, yeah. Now let me let me yeah. just interject if I can, Pat. I want to just set the cultural environment up for folks because I don't think they're going to understand 
you know, if you if you evangelize in the prisons in the U.S. and you do those kinds of things, there there are many people who do that and with a lot of fruit. So thank God for that. I'm super thankful for that in in every case, wherever it's happening. But it's different in Thailand than it would be in the U.S. And what I mean is when you you mentioned the word convert, I mean, I don't think the people that, you know, in the States realize that Thailand to be Thai is to be Buddhist in a very large sense of the word. So people culturally speaking in the U.S., a lot of people think they're, you know, they think around Christian ideas or themes, or they think that the U.S. has got a lot of historical Christian reference or Christian, uh, you know, culture or Christian history. It's not the same in Thailand. And so when you went into those environments, you were working against a, bu- a Buddhist worldview. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, not and, and a Buddhist worldview that was against Christianity because all they saw Christians wanting to get raised hands. Yeah. But not Christians who were willing to serve and support guys in and out of the jail. Yep. So, right. So, right. Like, so yeah. Not only anti the concept, but also they were anti mm-hmm. the experience that they had had prior. So it was a, it was a bit of a wall. <laughs> yeah. Right. There was a huge wall there. And when, and just to clarify what you mean by raised hands, and I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be nice. You guys make sure I'm being nice. Be nice. Call yeah. me down okay. if, I, if I need to. When, when you're saying raised hands, basically a lot of the people who were the reference point for what it meant to be Christian for the, for the detention center and their officials and the people who are observing them, these people who were going into that context, talking about Christianity, talking about Jesus, they're trying to get account for their newsletter. Yep. They're trying to say, Oh, we got, we had three conversions in the detention center. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank, praise God your donations are, are doing it here in Thailand. Keep you sending them. You might be onto something there. And, you might be onto something there. I can neither confirm nor deny those statements. <laughs> yes. And, oh, by the way, we'll never see those guys again. Yeah, that's, that's the part, I guess, we leave out of our newsletter. Mm. So uh, I don't want to be too mean or too confrontive, but I think the difference that you sh- were showing there, Pat, was that you were not only talking to people about Jesus, you were not only showing his love, but you weren't just one and done. You weren't just in and out and writing your newsletter and asking for the donation. Nope. You were kind of living with these guys. and you're The guys who were getting out, you were bringing them to your house, and you were trying to look for work and, and get them out of their criminal sort of occupation. Am I understanding that right? Yes. Yes, sir. That's, that's, I mean, I think even right now, I don't know how many on the property that we're at right now, there's at least five or six guys here just now more have many, many, many have come and stayed here for different periods of time. And, and some have gone on their way and some have stayed and yeah. So it's, yeah, it's good. Sure. Yeah, that that's. Uh, I just wanted to make sure, from a cultural and a perspective standpoint, that we didn't lose some of the payload yeah, that were sure. in those comments. What? So that's why I was that's why I was asking to to just clarify. And it's so interesting because, like in the states, you've got great organizations like Prison Fellowship that have these uh-huh. long-standing yeah. traditions and relationships where systems are set up to help 
men and women mm-hmm. post jail. And none of those things exist right. here. So, so you're saying there, there's nothing really like prison fellowship uh, not, not that has got a, like I a, think there's little, there's right. little pockets of it here and there. Uh-huh. Um, and yep. I know in Bangkok with the adult system, there's some stuff going on, but uh, with the juvenile, mm-hmm. the family support and, and all of that. So it's, um, it's yeah. a need okay. and it's a growing need and praise God is expanding. Right. And I, I, I just I wanted to make sure and set up the context so that we didn't yeah, miss sure. the payload of that. And so now you guys, you've been working in the prisons. It, it went from those juvenile detention facilities in one region. Yeah, now you're you have access in in the northern region of Thailand, which is 15 centers. What are you guys doing? I mean, in brief because I've got a few more questions okay. I want to ask. What are you guys doing in the detention centers? What type of things do you do? Okay, what type of thing? We go in there. But the thing is, uh, let me tell you how I can do this 15 provinces, okay? Okay, yes, so, please. So you understand the big pictures. Because, Scott, there's a lot of movement that it mm. just disappear when the leaders die. You know, but what... Wow. The way yeah. I see things is like, I don't want all this opportunity that I have is die with me, you know, because one day I'm going to be gone. So I can reach all 77 provinces of Thailand right now, but I don't want to be shallow. Like I, w- I don't want to go see them on the Christmas or Thanksgiving twice a year, you know, to, to yeah. me that it's just like, like I put a, a bandage on, on cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not going to get much wow. done, but yeah. it might look good on on my profile. It might look good on my newsletter, <laughs> but I don't want that. I love right. I, I love these people. So yeah, what I do is like I contact the local churches in each province. You see, because what I do, yeah. I go to this yeah. detention center every week for eight years, and I see lots of fruit. So what I see is like I need. These people in different provinces, some of them is like a thousand kilometer far apart. So what I do is like, I need someone to be there. But what I do, I connect the Mm -hmm. local churches with the detention center. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes, absolutely. And that, that keeps the, maintains the momentum. And I think a big, a big role, one thing that God has just given Pat the favor to open the doors again. And in some cases, one province, they were not allowed to come in as Christians. And because of the favor that's come, they're now able to go in. But a a lot of the work that I've, that I've observed Pat do is just involved in recasting a vision and understanding for what this ministry is all about. And challenging the local church to to walk the walk with the guys. So it's like you're not just going to go in the jail and teach the Bible. You're going to go into the jail and love the guys. And when they get out, you're going to be prepared to help them. You're going to help them find a place to stay. You're going to help them find a job. You're going to visit their families because that's what it means to make a disciple. And, and you know, we have this idea, like I think curriculum is good, but curriculum is not discipleship. We, you know, walking with people for the long term is discipleship. And so Pat does a great job of cat kind of I want re uh, envisioning 
the local church and how to serve wholeheartedly. And I've got to witness it happen now a number of times where within the body exist people who have it on their hearts, but they haven't been given permission to go do what God put in their heart. And Pat's able to come in and kind of light that fire and then they can run with it. So he's like the door opener, the fire starter, and then the follow up with the body. And it's been cool to see God just bringing people that kind of had lost hope for this vision. And now they're connected into the very thing they felt called to do. It's cool to see the body at work. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd call that a, I mean, what the word that comes to mind for me there, Caleb and Pat is catalyst, Mm -hmm. you know, the catalytic effect of, uh, God's calling on your life, Pat. So that is, that is, uh, I've, I've got you know, so everybody many. needs someone to come along and kind of shake them awake. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. Thing is, um, there's a two type of church. Okay, one want to go into the, to do this ministry, but the government say no. Mm. You know, because right. They so want- yeah, there there were they were looking for an opportunity, and many I guess believers there and and churches were looking for an opportunity to make a difference in this way, yep. but they needed someone to open the door yep. and, and have the, have the personal sort of, uh, yep. what would you say? The personal credit or the personal stature with yep. those governing bodies to make that a possibility. Yeah. Cause what I do is like what I do right now on the Northern area, every province on the Northern area, I have local churches going that share gospel to eight provinces. Right now, it's 15 provinces. So what mm. I do is, like, I show the government the project that is changing life forever. Like before, just say, like, wow. in Chiang Mai. But when kids released from Chiang Mai, detention center, they have nowhere to go. They go back to see their broken home. They go back to see their gang's friend. So what they do, they go back to the same thing they did. That put them in the detention center. But now right. when they have all these partners, in all these provinces, I can ask my boy, hey, do you want to stay in Chiang Mai or you want to go somewhere else? And many of, many of them said, man, I cannot stay here. It's bad. You right, know, right, I got a broken home. Right. I got a bad friend. So what I do now is like I have all these partners in different provinces. I said, okay, then you want to go to Chiang Rai? They said, yeah. Or you want to go to Lampoon, Phuket? So now I have this new doors open that the government never seen before. Like, mm. you don't want to be here, okay, i put you somewhere else. What kind of job do you want? You want to be a professional boxer? You want to be a barista? You want to fix motorcycle? Right now I, ha- I give this something to the government that they never seen before. You see? Like, yes, they I never, do. They never seen anyone that can solve the problem. The way mm-hmm. we do, but praise the Lord that we have a body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. So Amen. When I really represent this to them, they said, "We need you, come help." Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm get to the point that the government call me and ask me, "When can you come to our provinces?" Wow. And and that's pretty cool. It's right. Uh, it's awesome. So, yeah. and the next kind of shirt is a big church. Who do nothing, but I'm not a church bad. I don't bad church. They're, they're, they're yeah, my brother, right. they're my sister, yeah. and they, these people yeah. are, are, are 
they've been through seasons of life. Yeah. Some of them been walking with Christ for 70 years. 70 years. Yeah. Wow. I see these people as a sleeping giant. You know? Mm. I don't yeah. see them as old people. I see them as a sleeping giant. They have connection. They have experience with walking with Jesus. So what I do, kind of like Caleb said, I go light the fire. Yeah. You know? And now when this sleeping giant comes back doing mission, because I want Thai people to do mission. And now when yeah. they come doing mission, they are very effective mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they have experience, yeah. they have resource. So what I do is like I open the door to churches and at the same time I wake up this sleeping giant. So it's really cool thing to see. Wow. You know? That that is very, yeah. very powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah, thank God for that. So, wow. like tomorrow, t- tomorrow morning, I'm gonna leave at six o'clock to go plan another church in another province in Utaladit. And say that five times fast. Utaladit. Ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not really. Yes. Utaladit. And then uh, next month, I'm gonna go plan another church in Sakel. And then in May. I'm going to go plant three more church in what, three of the worst provinces of Thailand. It's called Patani, Nalathiwat, and Yala, where mm. there's been a lot of bombings and stuff. Yeah. So right now, God using us to, to go in places that no one could think it could be possible. Wow. That's powerful. I thank God for the doors he's opened for you. And, you know, I just I kind of had a little revelation here as we're talking sure. that, that I want to mention. But uh, we're also kind of out of time. But I, there was part of what I wanted to talk about. I think we talked about what we should have talked about. Okay. And I'm super thankful for everything we talked about. I just want to get you guys to come back on <laughs> because I need to talk to you about the second phase. I want to I want to find out. Uh, more about what you guys are doing specifically with the coffee, but we really don't have time to talk about it this time. So I want to get you guys back at a, at a time that makes sense so we can record again. As you were talking about the body of Christ, I, I really have never thought about it or seen it like this. The infrastructure of Christ, you know, is the kind of the idea that I got in terms of connections and connecting to resources and opportunities and a new future and these kinds of things, the Lord's body is instrumental in the callings that God gives us and helps facilitate those things. You guys, in this catalytic effect, and then planning those local congregations are those churches inside and then connecting them to churches outside. I just see the beauty of God's wisdom being used. And I think we're seeing something real, not something imagined. You know, a lot of times when we think about scriptural things or we think about mysterious things or we think about things from the Bible, you know, their theory until you see them in reality, until you see them as they are, and that really helps, I think, uh, keep us from just imagining things, but to embrace the true and the real. Thank you guys for what you're doing, and thank you for being faithful to the Lord and to step out there and join the Lord in His work, because at the end of the day, it's His work. Amen. 
It is his Praise work. God. So <laughs> let, let's uh God be the glory. <laughs> yes, and amen. So let's do a couple of things here and then we'll we'll tie it off. Uh I'd like to uh do two things. I'd like to find out one, what how people can find out more about your ministry or be in contact with you if while listening they felt like, hey, you know what? That's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, and how can I help? I'd like to get the information out there. And secondly, I'd like to ask, you know, how can we be praying for for you, Pat, and what you're doing, you know, specifically? First, it's like they can have my email address. It's called propat, P-R-O-P-A-T, 141 at yahoo.com. They, okay. they can write to me, and I will reply to them and okay. um, and also what they can pray for me they can pray for like for my family because what we do is like really the the front line so the enemy mm-hmm. do attack us in many ways you know yeah. um so yeah. yeah pray for that we will be stay strong because we will not quit because I'm gonna I'm willing to die to die for this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I'm not gonna Amen. stop. So yes. pray that we'll keep have string. And also, I'm a local guy. You know, I have I had to farm to feed my, my boys and my family and stuff. So a lot of time we had to take an airplanes and all this trip. And it's thus very important that maybe if someone wants to just like when, when they write me an email, they'll, they'll see how how we do and what we need. Maybe they can just mm-hmm. like get together and ask us like, hey, what what can we do to support what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe because we do need help. Yeah, sure. You know? Sure. And I, and I and absolutely. And I, I know you guys, you didn't start doing what you're doing because you had everything that you needed. Mm-hmm. You jumped out there and God began to add what you needed. Yeah. And I believe he'll continue to do that. And I believe he'll use some of the people who are listening to this to be a part of that. So, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to repeat that email just to make sure I've got it right. It's P-R-O-P-A-T-141 at Yahoo.com. Yes, sir. Okay, and I'll put that in the show notes as well so folks can click on it and send you an email. Really, really, really appreciate you guys being here. We're going to pray for you and your family. I understand the kind of things that the enemy saves for the family of those who are doing the work. He definitely saves some of his you know, most diabolical attacks uh, on us. So we know God will protect us and we'll have his grace, but sometimes the fight is intense. And I, I realize it. Thank you for mentioning that, Pat. And Caleb, thank you for, for being on as well. Of course, you're at a, a blog by no name or something like that. <laughs> we're, we're both like the worst like people. I can. <laughs> you can email us. All right. <laughs> all right. And they, they want to, they want to yeah, give me the name of where someone can go on the web to see what you're doing, Caleb. And I know you guys are working together, but we'll get, a, we'll get that into the second session. What can you tell us, Caleb? Uh, I don't know. Sorry. In the Facebook. The Facebook. My my wife's Instagram is probably the best because she does a really good job and it's nice. 
Okay, give us that. Yes, I'm so sorry. I feel not super techie. Uh, it's the Lawrensons. T H E L O R E N S E N S is the Instagram. Okay, on Insta, as on, they call. Is it. that what we say now? Insta. I've heard the kids say that. I was. Uh-oh. I didn't feel personally qualified to say that because. I might be slightly better than you, Caleb, and maybe slightly worse, and, but I'm not then, awesome at it either. And our email is the same, the Lawrence's, but at Gmail. Okay. Yep. Okay. I got, I'll put the, I'll put all that in the show notes yep. so folks can have it. Thank you guys very much for being here. If you will stick with me, I'll, I'll, I'll double back to you. I'm going to stop the recording now, but thank you very much for everything you're doing and for, thank God for leading us and putting us into fruitful service in his kingdom. And uh, many blessings to you. Same to you, buddy. All right. Thanks. I'm Scott McClellan with your FX missions from the Forefront podcast. To contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. This podcast made possible through the partnership of Engaging Mission Show, bringing missions home, and encouraging you to hear a message, make connections, and take action. Find out more at engagingmissions.com. Thanks for joining us for the FX Missions podcast from the forefront. If you'd like to find out more about FX Missions, please do so at our blog, fxmissions.com. Quite a bit of content out there. We hope you enjoy it. Also, if you'd like to rate us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, we would really appreciate it. And find out more about today's guest at our Facebook page. Just search for From the Forefront on Facebook. If you know of someone who should be featured on From the Forefront because of their Forefront missions experience or exploits, please reach out to us at info at fxmissions.com. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, I'm Scott McClelland, and you have a good one.